Welcome to the Copy Room Chat, the podcast for educators just like you. Do you want to gain quick tips and tools to use in your classroom? This podcast is brought to you by the Practical Teachers and hosted by me, Renee Hirano and Amy Youngren. We are both educators and moms with 20 years of experience in education. Do you want to thrive, not just survive in your classroom? Then join us for a quick chat in the copy room. Hey teachers, welcome back to the copy room. In this episode, Renee and I thought we'd chat a bit about field trips. So for many of us, the opportunity to get back to field trips of some kind have um, recently become more available. So we thought we'd share some of our experiences and also some tips we've learned along the way to make these trips educational and also memorable life experiences for our students. So obviously field trips are usually a fun and special day for students and teachers, um, but ensuring that we've tied these experiences to our standards make these opportunities an important and critical part of the educational experience. So Renee, there are a lot of details to manage when we set out to plan these field trips. So get us started on some of those logistics. Yeah, Amy, just talking about, even as we were prepping for this, it just reminds me of like how much I love field trips, how much work field trips are. It's like a, it's like you have so many emotions about field trips, right? Yeah. But I think not having them in during last year, I think really made me realize you know, I know there was other things we could do. So some of right. the details, you know, just off the bat, right, is like, just know, find out what your school's policy is, find out what your school's, uh, the word's not feeling, but like, how do they, are they, are they big proponents of field trips? Is there lots of buses? Is there, you know, just find out what is the policy protocol, right? You know, getting permission from your admin or whoever that might be. And um, what about chaperones? And what about transportation? And, you know, you have to think about lunch and snacks and communicating with other teachers. And, you know, those are like the electives and, you know, if there's any special service providers and the nurse and, you know, um, a field trip form. And so I think there's just is, are so many details that sometimes it can feel overwhelming, but many schools are kind of like well-oiled machines, right? And they, have a process and a system, or you come from a process and a system and you can help your school with that. Um, uh-huh. You know, for me personally, my field trip form, Renee's field trip form, um, you know, oftentimes a district or schools have a field trip form, like a photo release, like all of those things that parents sign, right? And so you might only need a passive form, they would call it, right? That would say if you didn't want your children to go on a field trip. But there are some things that I need from parents, like are students going to take lunch from home or are they going to get lunch from school? Oftentimes I found that on field trips, um, kids get a Lunchable that day, right? Like they often bring their own lunch. And so that's something really important. I think it's important to have... Um, do. Can people chaperone? Who's going to chaperone? How many chaperones do I need? Um, And getting a concrete number for that. Mm -hmm. And I think the biggest reason that I send out a form is to get some emergency contact information because, you know, your database system for parent information might not be up to date. We might not all know how to fix that. You know, we might have a new cell phone number or 
you know, just so parents know that if we haven't, if anything happens, I want to be able to contact you. Mm -hmm. And so I, I think that's really important. I think also aim, you know, maybe listeners out there, just so you know, that all most in all of our experience for me anyway, is elementary based. Um, But in preparing for this episode, I did talk with high school principal, high school teachers, um, a middle school teacher. And, you know, there was definitely some differences for other things, but these details were consistent, right? You know, K, 3K, 8, 12, all of that, you know, these, this is things that we're going to need to know. And one of the most important things that I realized in my career, I didn't do often enough, early enough, was like telling parents when field trips were, even if it was just to get a date on a calendar, so that parents would be able to request the time off or know in advance or make a plan. And I know now I try to tell parents as soon as possible. That doesn't mean I send out the forms or right. any of that information, but I just want them to get it on their calendar because the more advanced notice I can give them, the more opportunity people have to, you know, they want to be involved in, right. you know, want to go on those field trips, but you know, I only give them three weeks notice. That might not be enough. Right. Just a so, yeah. A lot of, de- a lot of details. What did I forget, Amy? Well, I wonder also if most of the time in your experience, I'm, I'm wondering if it's the same as mine, you're not planning field trips alone. You're working with your mm-hmm. team of teachers. So yeah. some of these logistics there may be a teacher that's been in the building longer than you that has all of this nailed down already. Most of the time you're working with your team. So, um, do you know, Amy, I've heard there are at some places, uh, I, I venture to say a unicorn, a field trip coordinator. Right. Oh, right? I have heard of that. Wow. Someone, oh, and just someone that's doing a little bit of that legwork, you know, you might still be reaching out to the place you're going to sure. go and those things but they might be taking care of those logistics. I know. Wouldn't that be nice? I like that. Yes. Uh, the other thing I know we've talked about and that we've both learned, and this was a huge lesson learned for me as I moved through my career is that to look at field trips as a right, they're not a privilege. It can seem like a fun, special day, of course. Um, but it's a right in the educational year. It's not a privilege. So of course, once they're tied to standards, they're meant to be educational and, uh, We want every kid to be able to go on these trips, which I know opens up a whole nother um, can of worms, so to speak. But I think as teachers, we need to have those systems in place so it's possible for every kid to join us. I think that's really what is really important. I I completely agree with you. You know, um, from my own personal experience, um, I had a student uh, at our school, field trips were a pretty big deal, I would say most grade levels went on two to three a year. Mm -hmm. And I had a student who was at our school for his entire career, K-8. And when he came to me in second grade, he'd never been on a field trip. Mm -hmm. And so, um, and he really wanted to go on a field trip and I really wanted him to go on a field trip. But there was a lot of legwork that had to be done in the beginning Mm -hmm. about, you know, getting people together and thinking about what are the behavioral concerns? Is there safety concerns? Is there financial concerns? And then getting the greatest minds, the teachers, the people in the building together, the, his family, and really making a plan so that it was possible for him to go. And I think you hit it on the head that field trips are an educational opportunity. It's a day of school where you're having education, not right. in your building, but someplace else. And so we really, we really need to make a plan and effort for children to go on every single field trip. 
I'm not diminishing the fact that there could be safety concerns. I'm not diminishing that some parents don't want them to go on some field trips, right? I'm, none of those, I'm not diminishing any of those, but you know, we need to give equal access. You know, when we talk about equity, we need mm-hmm. to give equal access to everyone right. to try it, to give it a go. Right. If a student has never been on a field trip, that you, we don't know what's going to happen. And we need to put plan, plans in place for the what ifs, what could happen. You know, right. that might be a parent on a field trip. That might be someone from the building driving, you know, on Meeting the field trip yep. in case there's something happens. Right. Yeah. Um, but I, I think we need to give every kid this opportunity. And that and needs to be that. That needs to be the standard for sure. Right. For sure. For sure. And so, and I'll be honest with you, um, that student went on, was with my class. I looped with my class. He went on probably eight field trips in his two years with me, if not more. Right. And had an amazing time and was able to experience things he'd never experienced before. And I'm not, I'm not judging anyone before that because I had to do a lot of planning and a lot of prep and a lot of talking. And a lot of people had to help me make it possible for him right. to go on those field trips. So, yeah. yeah. The other I thing you go. point out is that we, you know, you, you made me realize when we get these students at the beginning of the year, their experience with field trips is going to be varied. So I yeah. may have a classroom of fourth graders where, you know, a third of us have never been out of the building um, with COVID or concerns of other teachers or whatever. So we're getting our students at all different levels of understanding of what, um, their job on a field trip is. So that's a good point. Yeah, for yeah, sure. It's a team effort. We also talked, I, um, as we were planning this episode, is how to um, develop the themes for your field trips. So obviously that the year ebbs and flows in a way that makes um, certain field trips appropriate at different yeah. times of the year. And as you're sitting down with your teams at the beginning of the year to work out some of these logistics, the focus needs to be on finding ways to tie the field trips to your standards. So as you're looking through your standards, what places are appropriate for you to put in a field trip that would make the learning more accessible to your students, more fun, um, more memorable. So most often a place to look is those science and social studies standards. Um, All the standards have opportunities for field trips, but those are probably the the easiest to find places. and one of the lessons that I that I think we've learned through the pandemic is there are a lot of opportunities for virtual field trips. I know when I heard that at the beginning of, you know, even my student, my ch- own children being at home, I was like, yeah, that's going to be a stretch. But they're actually really cool and they liked them and got a lot out of them. So there's that opportunity also. Um, I know you're so good at making sure you think about this at the beginning of the year because the best chance Uh, You taught me my very first year, the best chance at getting the resources for your classroom field trips from some of these places is right at the beginning of the year. Um, So if you haven't already gotten on that, now is the time to get on that. Call those places, meet with your team, make a plan. um, Who's going to reach out to who and see what opportunities there are, what types of field trips they do. um, And don't be afraid to call. Sometimes that information is sitting out there on the websites, but sometimes if you call, there's opportunities that just people don't know about. Um, what kind of programs and scholarships might be available? You might find that out over the phone. Um, and I bet a lot has changed now for many of these places. So a phone call might be the easiest way to find that out. So what kind of, th- I know you and I always um, love to tie our field trips 
not only to the standards, but to the themes and seasonal flow of the year. So what kind of things pop out to you? Do you remember? Yeah. Even when you're talking about social studies and science, I was thinking about how, you know, like, uh, like at the, in the, in the fall, going to a pumpkin patch and mm-hmm. talk, talk, even though it's not the season of growing, right. It is the season that is like a life cycle. Right. Right. And it made me think about how social studies and science, oftentimes we need some hands on that incorporates something they're learning about. And then this might be a culmination or whatever. And so mm-hmm. I think that kind of those, you know, I, I, we went to a, like, we went to a pumpkin patch and there were lots of things to do, but we learned about the life cycle of a pumpkin. We uh-huh. looked at, we went through a corn maze. I think, um, you know, at the end of the year, oftentimes you'll find a zoo field trip, right? I, right. Um, I took my children to the zoo. This is, this is one of the funniest stories ever. I took these, my children to the zoo and when you go to the zoo, oftentimes you divide up your students, right? And then you uh-huh. have just a small group of students. And I had three students with me and you're having so much fun seeing all the animals. And we were at lunch. And one of my students who was a, a second language learner said, look, it's a, it's a monk chick. It's a monk chick. And he saw a chipmunk. And it was like his favorite animal at the zoo, the chipmunk, right? right. right. I was, I just, it was so precious. I was like, <laughs> I when I asked him on the bus later, what was your face like? Ah, that chipmunk. He said it was so close to us. That's what right. he told me. Oh, and not something that like was on your grand plan, right? Just right. that but chipmunk, was... which by the way, you maybe could have seen outside of the school. But right. that's not the point. Yeah. Right. But I think it was the connection and that they are everywhere. And you know, it's just like it's one of my fondest memories. It's like one of my fondest memories about going to the zoo. Um, you know, that's other cool. themes. I think Amy, you took a service field trip. Yes, we did. We take I've taken a couple service field trips to nursing home, deliver to sing or to deliver cards or read, and I think this is a nice time of year to do that. Any time of year works for that, but um, that's a nice time to just teach students um, get out there in different parts of their community. Oftentimes, these places are right next door, but we're not. We don't have experience with. Um, those people are those places and it's just a great learning to, to get in there and see some um, other ways people are living and other things that we can do for our community. So those, those have been fun and very educational. And, you know, I've, I've loved some of the other seasonal field trips that we've done leading up to winter break or when we come back um, in the, in the winter and um, bringing, taking advantage of some of those, seasonal celebrations that are in your community um, right next door, probably to where your students go to school, but that they might not have seen. Um, We did some of those things together and just getting out into people's workplaces, um, seeing how, you know, we're in school every day and we talk about careers, but have we actually visited? Have we seen people in their workplaces? Have we ridden um, 50 stories up in an elevator to the top, <laughs> to the top office building in our city. Um, right. Yeah. And those things are oftentimes not what we think of as a field trip, but so much learning happens, right? <laughs> so, so much learning happens. Yeah, for, for sure. I think that, I think that the other, if I could give a, a pro tip here, think about the weather in the seasons and Mm. when you're going to go yeah when you're likely to have success right like oftentimes in the winter I do indoor things right museums and children's museums and you know places I'm inside 
Yep. Where in the fall and the spring, I might do the more outdoorsy things because I'm more likely to get good weather. It's not going to get canceled. You know, That's that type point. of thing. I, um, you know, I just, I, you know, I, we live in a place where it snows. So that's always a predictability. It rains, right? Those types of things. Mm -hmm. um, and so depending how you're getting places, like Amy and I have had much experience on our public transportation. I was just going to say that. Yeah. <laughs> and just, it, you know, like taking, the, I mean, I would say, Amy, you and I, we learned more from our students about riding public transportation yeah. in our city. Yeah. Like amazingly, like bus or our like light rail subway system. Yeah with 75 kids on a very busy street. And yeah. like, it was amazing how that kind of family community engagement, I can remember calling a parent and saying, which bus are we going to catch by the school to get where we need to go? And they like could tell me the route like that. Yeah. Well, and I don't think when I, the first year, when we set out to plan that field trip, the lessons learned from public transportation was not on my list. Right. <laughs> but then I realized like it was one of the hugest takeaways for the students and for us. So it was that was really cool. Keep it keep, keep an image of 75 students in your mind, listeners, on That's a right. public transportation with one of the accordions in the middle, like Never one city it. bus. Never forget um, 75 it. kids who were kind and courteous to every other passenger on the bus. It was pretty awesome. So kind. Um, and so I think, you know, once you have those planned and then they're, you know, calendared out, I think it's like the day of logistics or the days preparing for the logistics. Uh -huh. And so just some things for the day of is, you know, have a lot of empty rosters. So, cause you're going to be taking role. You're going to accounting for every kid. You're going to be counting a lot. Um, <laughs> you know, have those groups thought out, but be flexible. You know, something chaperone comes or an extra chaperone comes or a chaperone doesn't come. Um, I think it's, I think about chaperones that, I didn't do as well in the beginning and has probably changed over time is just, you know, making sure you're really clear with chaperones about what are the guidelines. And some are like, this is your group. You're in charge of them. They need to be with you at all times. And, you know, telling students that as well, stick to a schedule, like tell parents, like this, these are the things we're doing and give them the times. Um, remind them that only the activities we purchase are included on this field trip. No extras, no special thing for whatever. Um, giving your students your full attention. So that's like limiting cell phones to emergency use only, mm -hmm. right? And I think those are important things and expectations to give chaperones so that it's clear exactly what I need from you um, so that you we can be successful. Right. Um, just some other things, you know, younger kids, line them up the way you want them to sit on the bus. However you want to sit them, maybe next to a quiet partner, maybe not next to their best friend. Older kids, right, they're going to choose where they're going to sit on the bus. Um, you know, bring a tub for your lunches so that everything can be all together. Um, think ahead. Look at the weather. Make sure kids, students plan for the weather. You know, I have been on field trips where I thought it was going to be, um, I, I made them wear, dress in layers, right, so that they it can, if it's warmer, but if it's cold, I want them to, you know, be ready for that and so that we don't hear a whole day of, how cold students are because I don't want them to be cold. You know, I want them to have a good experience. Right. And really before the trip, but even before you get on that bus, just make sure we're preparing students ahead of time of all the expectations of everything we're doing for that field trip. Right. So that brings us to what you can do in your classroom now that it's planned, but the pre-work that you can do um, with your students right before you go on a trip. So what's the, what are you having them look for? Uh, what, 
what do they need to have in their mind? You know, if it's your, at the zoo, what favorite animal are you going to bring back and be ready to write about when we get back to the classroom or one fact that you're going to bring back from the mint or um, study a picture to draw and write about when we get back to our yes. class, whatever the mission is yes. going to be. Um, and then I think also what you were starting to talk about is what kind of etiquette is appropriate for where I'm going. So it's contextual mm -hmm. and we need to teach our students that how I behave at the baseball game is different than how I behave in an office building is different yeah. than how I behave at the zoo. So let's talk about what that is. And then let's close the loop when we get back and um, talk about the purpose that was given and what did I, what did I learn from that? Amy, we have to tell them about lessons, our lessons learned from that field trip to the to downtown. Right. We have to tell them about the things that we didn't anticipate they needed to know about. Right. Escalators. 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 Uh, we had a student <laughs> who had never been on an escalator and um, uh, finally was coaxed and coached to put one <laughs> foot on, but forgot to put the other one on. <laughs> right. Yep. Oh, and one of us and one of us was at the top. Right? I don't remember if Amy or I was. Where were you? I don't remember. <laughs> I think I was at the top and you were at the bottom. I can't remember. I mean, that was revolving door. The doors. So how about these doors in office buildings where you need to get all the way into the door and then stand still <laughs> so that one door will close before the other one opens. Yes. Also separates you from your children for just a little bit. <laughs> Well, and that remember the revolving door? We tried to explain a revolving door and how to go through that revolving door at that fancy hotel. Right, right. Oh the, my gosh. But these are the things that amazing. aren't these that aren't necessarily listed but are so important. How about when our ears pop when we go up an elevator, when oh. we go up the express elevator, right? Oh, I remember those they were kids, it was so fast. Yes, so fast. So those are the those are the really cool things. And I think that's why as much work that goes into the field trips and it can make, I mean, I'm going to be honest, they make me nervous. Um, but gosh, the reward, it's such a big reward. So, yeah. Um, a couple other standout for me is um, we took some students to um, a uh, preserve and I was explaining like outside on the bus, what our etiquette was, right. We're gonna <laughs> a list for voice. We're going to, you know, even and even when we get outside, we don't have to scream like we can be excited. We're going to be someplace. And I had this little student. And as we were getting off the bus, she looked at me and she said, Mrs. Hirano, I'm screaming on the inside. <laughs> and I just, you know, I was like just in awe of her expression of like how excited she was, but also listening yeah. so that she knew, you know, that it's great. And I want them to be excited and I want them to, you know. Um, another one that I, I'm really proud of is that we took third graders around to different um, universities, community colleges, and gave them tours of universities and yes. tours of this community college. And, you know, they really wanted to open it up. You know, I was working at the time at a at a highly impacted school and just wanted to open up and broaden their horizons with different different places that are available Um during career week, we had people from trade schools come, but then we went to the community college and we went to a university okay. and took students on those opportunities to see beyond where yep. we are right now. And that, you know, those aren't the only options, but, you know, that type of field trip is just as impactful as, you know, going to the zoo. And Absolutely. So Makes those lessons tangible in the classroom.
Yeah. And I'm, I'm with you, Amy. I think one other thing to sit to, to note is to be really transparent with students about what kind of teacher you are on a field trip. I'm a worrier. Right. Yeah. I'm a worrier. I'm going to count you a hundred times. I'm going to do roll call a hundred times, but it's really right. about safety for me. And I want you to have the best experience, but I've gotten better. Like just let kids know that that's because that's point. not how I am in the classroom. That's right. That's point. not my personality as much. Right. And so <laughs> I just need to let kids know tomorrow I'm going to count you a hundred times and they're going to be like, miss, I'm still here. <laughs> I want to know. <laughs> That's right. Just stay here really loud. So, um, oh, this has been kind of a fun memory lane, Amy. Right. It has been a fun memory lane. So I think some just real quick, um, practical tips for us to take away. Start at the beginning of the year. Right. This is, you know, big, big ideas. Know the school's protocol. You know what? With preparation field trips, can be the best day of learning for everyone. Right. And that includes us. Like, don't forget to laugh. Don't forget to keep your eyes open to the experience your students are having. Whatever they're getting out of it is what's meant to get out of it. It's not what you planned. It's not what <laughs> you, you know, standards are important and they're going to get some of that. But see the other things they take away and keep your ears and eyes open because you're going to love it and you're going to, Remember these days forever. Amy right. and I talk about it watch 15 those faces. years later. So watch those faces. Yeah. Watch the faces. And now take pictures, right? Mm -hmm. Take pictures of your students and share those um, with their families and, and things like that. So, right. Well, thanks so much for joining us on this trip down memory lane. And <laughs> we'll chat again soon. Thanks again for joining us here at Copy Room Chat. If you haven't subscribed yet, Go ahead and click the button so you don't miss any of the chat. And remember, head over to www.thepracticalteachers.com for more resources and to sign up for our monthly newsletter.